I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to today's edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reffel. Hey, Glenn, how are you today? Hey, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Kerry. You know, we were just talking uh, just before the podcast began about uh, how exciting it is to see God reaching out with the Kingdom Living message literally globally, uh, you know, impacting well over a half a million uh, folks around the planet. Uh, it's just amazing what the technology allows us to do, to be linked together, to share the good news of the gospel, and and particularly, as we've been talking about, the kingdom living approach. You know, Glenn, we've talked about it so many times, right? Uh, people say, well, I, you know, when I die, I get to go to heaven. And, and while that's certainly true for those of us that uh, claim Jesus as our Lord and Savior, uh, it negates the first part of that, which is, uh, he said, I come to, that you may have life and life more abundantly. And Glenn, so much of these messages that we share are really about the here and now, too. Yeah. You know, it really is. I would say that's one of the key words that, that we've used consistently, Gary, is now. Yes. Heaven is open now. And that just kind of breaks some of the the thinking and 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 that that puts that fraud fire extinguisher uh, where so many so many have been waiting uh, for for later. But but the kingdom of God, heaven is open now. You know, there's been so many powerful uh, messages coming through. Uh, uh, we had uh, one very recently called "Anointed Sons and Daughters," and and these are these are I guess uh, maybe areas that a lot of people who follow, uh, who are, who are Christ followers may not have ever viewed themselves as that, as just that. And the other thing that I thought was really great, we had a guest here recently, uh, Cheryl Cope, who did a fantastic teaching on the bride of Christ. And that's something that to, to maybe a casual observer is a little hard to, to wrap. We've heard the term, but we don't know exactly how to wrap our minds around that whole concept of, boy, she did a fantastic job helping us to break that down and understand from the Old Testament to the New Testament how all of that works together. It was just fantastic. You know, and Carrie, as we've been doing this, uh, uh, bringing the Word of God, the truth of the Word of God, of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, Paul talked about that. All I want is to know Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, the crucified Christ. And that's that's been the heart of, and, and again, I'm gonna use the word teaching because this has been a teaching uh, ministry. And again, we're a workplace ministry, but this has been a, a teaching ministry is taking the word of God because Carrie, as you, as you know, uh, I, I'm putting out the scriptures here and, and just pretty much reading them off of this so it's not an opinion news show we're showing the scriptures as to what they're saying and 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 again it's impactful it's impactful to me because the word of god uh really does uh impact our our, our soul and, and our life so uh it's really been great because i, I really over uh I, you know over 15 years ago one, one of the guys that discipled us in in business ministry we were doing it with with these tools and I'm going, wait a minute, he's just reading the word of God over the internet and we're watching it on our screen and it's having an impact. So that's one of the reasons we're using these tools the way we are rather than just speaking because I, I want people to see the word of God, 
hear the word of God, and then it will not return void. It'll accomplish the purpose. And we're going to be using actually that scripture today. Yeah, I am so excited. You know, uh, we've talked about that a, a lot of this uh, comes from uh, your heritage of doing the REPL Minute, that uh, daily Monday through Friday uh, morning minute, which is a great biblical motivational uh uh, an exciting way to start your day. Uh, we've covered so many different topics along the way that that really build you up in the kingdom living uh, kind of way of, 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 I would almost call it the worldview, you know, the way God would have us see our role here. And, and so much of this is also coming out of the book that you wrote, which kind of is foundational to this, is called Fraud, What God Has to Say about the tactics of the enemy. And the reason that that is so important is because it sets the parameters for why so many people live on this red line living that we've talked about in the past. And I'm so excited. You've got a graphic in today's, uh, in today's teaching that is going to even take us to the next level. So people say like, what do you mean green line, red line living? But boy, once you uh, understand that, you see how God set things up and how he how he purposes for us to live, but the question is, will we will we choose that? And Glenn, that's why I like so much. You say, you know, this is an opinion. This is straight from the Word of God. And with that, uh, the title of our show today is "Glory Revealed," and I, I just really can't wait for us to just dive in and start to learn. Well, thank you, Kerry. And and I'm going to kind of start off with 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 this statement or question here: What would it look like? to live with no law, no sin, no condemnation, and no judgment. Let me just let that sink in. What would it look like to live with no law, no sin, no condemnation, and no judgment? And, and the word would be grace. Grace allows us, the grace of God, the mercy of God allows us to live with his law, which is he loves us and we're to love the way he loves. And when we learn that there is no law against that love and out of law, there is the sin that comes out of law because we're breaking law. And there's the condemnation, the guilt conscience that comes with that. And there's a judgment that comes with that. So what we're going to do is, is uh, start with really the the three major questions that we've been asking over the years that's foundational to the book. But we've got to get these questions and understand them because they are important. These historical events are very, very important. So what are the three greatest historical events ever, 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 ever? What are the three greatest historical events ever? And Usually in the past, I've just kind of clicked through these in the teaching, but I'm going to show it on one slide here so, so we can kind of grasp what's what's being said. And, and so we got glory, and this is this is really neat. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. So the first greatest historical event was the creation of the heavens and the earth. And to think that his glory is above the heavens and the earth. So that we got to wrap our hand around that, head around that one too. So he, so the, the first greatest historical event is creation that he spoke into existence. 
And out of that, he formed out, out, of, the, out of the ground and uh, man and, and man and, and uh, created man in his, uh, his image. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit's image were spirit beings and, 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 and breathed his life into us. And so we're created like God in his likeness, in that image of love as spirit beings with a physical body, with a soul to have dominion and reign here on earth to bring the kingdom of God to earth when? Now, not when we get to heaven, now. The kingdom of God and heaven is open now. And this is a message, Carrie, that we've been saying and speaking. So, so how did that work out? Because uh, God gave Adam and Eve the freedom to choose. And, and he said, there's really two trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's the tree of life. And when you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happens? Death enters in. Death was not really a part of the agenda. So we were designed to be on the green line here for eternity, forever, outside of time, because we're made in that image like God, which is we are eternal beings. And I like to ask, I answer the question when they said, what's your birthday? I say, I'm ageless. But if you want to know the date that I came to earth, here's, here's that date. But we are designed to be eternal, outside of time, just like God, to have his glory, which is above the heavens and the earth. So the earth is matter that's physical, but we have the heavenly spiritual being, and then we have the divine nature of God living in us. So, so what, how did how it work out? What did Adam and Eve choose? They chose to rebel against God's word, and they decided to go their independent, declare their own declaration of independence. So what happened? The fall is the word, the word that we describe this. So the second greatest historical event is the fall. We got to get this because we understand this. We'll understand what's going on today. And so the fall, and then so when did death come in? So death came in, sickness, disease, the, the selfish nature of man, and then the consequences uh, of, of the guilt, the shame, the pain, condemnation, the inferiority uh, spirit, the orphan spirit. We're looking for a father. We have that orphan rejection, injustice, and fear. And these are all teachings that we have in our past podcasts and, and also going through through the book. We have these online. So, so we have creation. We have the fall. And thanks be to God, because God knew us and ordained this before creation, before we were created and, and formed in our mother's womb. He knew what man would do. And he, the third greatest event is he brought himself in the form of flesh through Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son. To so the greatest, the greatest uh, event, historical event, is the redemption of mankind back into the family of God, back into the kingdom of God. And so we've been recreated uh, in this new creation life. We've got lots of teachings on that. And we've been made righteous, Carrie. We're, that, that's hard for us to grasp because we've been trained that we're sinners. No, we've been made righteous because the gift that Jesus Christ did to take 
all the sins of the world. Now, it's important that we recognize also, because you haven't heard me teach on this, is, is that there's an event that happened uh, 70 years uh, after Jesus was born. And that was the, the, the burning of the temple in Jerusalem. We're going to get into this a little more into today's teaching. But all of a sudden, because the only way that we could get rid of sin under the old covenant was to make sacrificial uh, uh, burning of lambs and, 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 and bulls and goats. Uh, and and, and that, that would atone for the sin. We have a one-time offering of the body of Jesus Christ that paid the full price. We're going to see the scriptures on this so that we could be redeemed back as sons and daughters and children into the family of God. That's exciting, exciting news. So it's not by anything that we have to do through offerings or our sacrifices or our penance or, or it's what Jesus Christ did. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the one God in three persons doing. And when Jesus Christ hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. Redemption happened. Restoration happened. And the whole earth is groaning, and we've done some teaching on this, for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God to take authority here on earth when? Now, not later, not when we get to heaven. Heaven has entered into us now. And so when we're born again, the Holy Spirit, the divine nature of God comes into us. And then we're baptized in the spirit. The kingdom of God, the power uh, comes into us. The anointing that we've talked about in some of the other teachings comes into us. And, and I love this picture over on the right here, which is just showing the breath of God re coming into the Bible and the illumination, the light on this young lady's face, which just illuminates. Because when we read the word of God, it just, it just impacts uh, our whole being, uh, our, our, our soul. Uh, there's a warmth, there's a radiance, there's an illumination because Jesus said he is the light and we are the light into this dark world. So we've been redeemed and the last scripture at the bottom here is, is Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us out of the power of the darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, into that light into the kingdom of God. That's that redemption uh, that, 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 has, that has come uh, to us. And so th this, this is really key, uh, Carrie, as we've been teaching this over the years, that the people grasp this basic teaching here. Because in what I did on this teaching here too, because in the past, I've carried that red line on out. What I did is I stopped it here because we've been born again back up into that green line. Now, there, there are those that don't accept the word of God, what Jesus Christ did on the cross when he, he said it's finished. Well, their red line continues. And guess what they get? They get judgment. We have been adjudicated not guilty through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have, he took the judgment on the cross. We just won the Super Bowl. It has been finished, he said. And now we have life 
abundantly spirit, soul, and body. Now, heaven on earth now. That is the good news. So let's put the fraud fire, fire extinguisher uh, in this teaching. And, and again, we've been doing this because, and again, the fun part that I've had in my life uh, and I call this fun, but, but again, we believe we have about six thoughts a day. And every time uh, I, I, I try to identify, and then again, we have 40 chapters in the book uh, of fraud. And these are, these are lies. These are frauds that we have believed either about God, ourselves, or other people, or about the word of God. And we're just exposing these, these fraudulent things that have been committed against us. And there's lies that we have. And so, so here's another lie, which Adam and Eve have, and we have man's thoughts and, and man's ways. And what we're going to be learning today is God's thoughts and ways and your thoughts and ways. So, so, so there's a scripture, uh, but before I go into that one, this is a scripture that, that, that we've taught on before, but it's really important because, because God's word is a two mouth sword. So we've got to understand that as we're speaking right now here today and teaching the word of God, it penetrates the soul, the marrow, the bone, and 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 there's a per it 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 just keeps going until it's finished its purpose inside of of man's life. So so this is just a powerful scripture, uh, Hebrews four twelve. For we have the living, the living word of God, because Jesus came to earth and and he became flesh. We have the living word of God, which is full of what energy energy like a double mouth sword now some of the translations use the double-edged sword but this is really kind of, this is a double mouth sword we have a whole teaching that dr george cope did on this that you might want to look at but it's it just really neat it's a double mouth sword it will even penetrate to every to the very core of our being where soul and spirit bone and marrow meet it interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of the heart. And again, we can look at that negative, but what it's doing is penetrating so that we can understand and reveal, reveal the, the grace and mercy and love of God as we open and receive it. See, we can take that negative and say, oh, it's going to reveal sin. Well, it, it can do that, but let's reveal what the word of God and the gospel and the resurrected Christ is all about. And so what this is in the footnote here says, uh, God speaks his word. So he spoke into existence his word, and it penetrates the heart, the, the spirit, the soul, and the bone, and the marrow. And he speaks his word, and then what are we doing right now? We're speaking his word also. So it's just flowing through. So it's not my word, it's his word speaking through us. And then as we see the picture over here, that revelation knowledge just comes into us. It becomes light, uh, a light unto our, uh, unto our path as we walk. And, and, and uh, it's so important that we receive this. So we're going to be talking about uh, glory being revealed. And so what we see here in this scripture is, and this is Isaiah 55. And I want to start down here uh, for those that are watching this. Those may just be listening also, which is great. But this is a scripture that we all know because we've heard this said. We've actually had prayers said, said over this. And so I just want to kind of uh, talk about this and just show what 
the context of this really is. So here's here's a thing that, you know, I've said for my thoughts, my thoughts, uh, this God speaking, are not your thoughts, Carrie and Glenn. Neither are your ways. My way, says the Lord. So what does that do? For, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your ways. Your thoughts. Huh. Isn't that kind of a message that could be received as condemnation, couldn't it? That, that can be said, hey, I'm so much better than you. Well, that was a message that was being said to those that were wicked and unrighteous. But guess what? We've been redeemed and recreated and restored back to the image of God. So we can't take this out of context. And so if we're praying, hey, God, your ways are so much higher than my ways and your thoughts. Are... No, he, we have the mind of Christ in us. So we got to see what this really is. So let, let's put this in the context here. Looking at uh, Isaiah 55, verse 5. Behold, uh, you, Israel, shall call nations that you know not, and nations that do not know you shall run to you, shall run to you because, because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel. For he has done what? Glorified you. He's glorified you. But if you don't know it, you can't be glorified. So this, we have to know that we've been glorified because of who Christ is in us. And this is before the resurrection. This is before Jesus came to. So seek, inquire for, and, and require the Lord while he may be found. Seek him now while he may be found. Claiming him by necessity and by right. Call upon him while he is near. And here it comes. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. And here comes the benefits. And you'll have love, pity, mercy for him and to our God, for he will multiply, multiply to him his abundant pardon. Now, for those who are wicked, unrighteous, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And, and neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For for as high as the heavens, uh, for for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And here it comes. And this is so important. This is such a neat scripture. For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word, and that's why we're, we're just reading the word of God here. <laughs> so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. That's God's mouth coming through our mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless. It's going to be useful. It's a useful word of God, but it shall accomplish, here it comes, it shall accomplish that which I, I please and purpose. So it's the will of God. It's, it's out there. The word of God is to please, and it's his will and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So those of you that are praying for loved ones, this is the word of God being spoken over those loved ones. It's a prosperous word. It penetrates the heart and, and it does not return void. And you don't know when that word's going to penetrate that loved one's heart, but it's being spoken and we're speaking it now. So 
and, and here's, here's what I'm really saying with that scripture there in Isaiah 55. Now, this is just putting a translation to it. My thoughts about mercy and forgiveness are just like your thoughts. So, Carrie, my thoughts and your thoughts are just like his thoughts, my heavenly father, because I've been redeemed and have the mind of Christ with the Holy Spirit living in me and guiding me now. My ways and my thoughts come from walking in the spirit. My ways and thoughts are filled with the glory of God, which is higher than heaven's. So what we're doing is we're coming into agreement with the word of God because we're not the wicked and the unrighteous. We're the redeemed. We're the sons and daughters of God that think the way he thinks and walk in the ways that he walks. So when we're professing that his ways are higher than our ways, that's not what this is all about. So and, and, and this is really important that we, we grasp this, because when this was revealed to me, <clears throat> it really opened up a whole new way. And this, this is in Colossians 1, verses 26 and 27. And I've used just two different translations here. Uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory reveals. So glory being revealed. You know, and when, when Christ, when Jesus Christ uh, said it's finished, uh, the curtain was torn into, and we can enter into the Holy of Holies and just understand him and grasp him. We can enter into his presence because glory is God being revealed, his presence being revealed into our lives now is his presence, his power, and his goodness is his glory. So this, this is neat. The mystery of which was hidden for ages and generations from angels and men. Come on. This was written 2,000 years ago, but is now revealed to his holy people who? The saints. That's us. That's us. Not the wicked and the unrighteous. We've been redeemed. So this is being revealed to us now. Not when we get to heaven. Heaven came to earth now through Jesus Christ, bringing the spirit of God to live in us. It's in verse 27, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, the glory, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is what? Christ lives in you, in us. <clears throat> which is the hope of his glory, his presence, power, and his goodness. The glory of God, his presence, the fellowship as sons and daughters now. What a tremendous thing when that's revealed. So here's where we're going here with, with his glory, is, is the revelation of his glory. And this is in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 uh, through 11, and then we'll also uh, go all the way to verse 16 here. Uh, so, however, there is a wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature. Isn't that fun? When you're around people of like-minded 
spiritual maturity. It's kind of like I showed that air on the on the green line, red line. It just keeps going up and up and up and up because what we're doing is we're just the iron is sharpened the iron. We keep growing. There's new revelation knowledge. We keep sharing that knowledge, and that's why it's really important as as the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, reveals Himself, and we keep our 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 heart, our mind open. Uh, it's so important. So, so the spiritually mature, it's wisdom. This, it's wisdom that didn't originate in this present age. So this wisdom didn't come in this present, nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes where? From God. Hidden before now in a mystery. Again, this is 2,000 years ago. And he's wanting to reveal to us now. It is his secret plan destined before the ages, before creation, to bring us where? Into his, into glory. And that glory, we can kind of think, oh, that's when I get to heaven. No, the glory to bring us into glory now, let's make sure it is his secret plan. See, that's what makes it secret. If you think it's later, you're not going to experience the, the finished work, the complete finished work of the Holy Spirit and the power, the numerous power of God living in us. And that's what Paul was talking about. I want to know the, the power of the resurrected Christ. And so that's when he was just crying out, in, in, in the scripture, so to bring us into glory, none of the rulers of the, now look at this, none of the rulers of this present world understood it. Now look at this. If they had, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. If they'd known the glory that was happening through the cross, they would not have done that. Now that's, that is an interesting statement. Now, we know Christ had to come to redeem us, but if they'd known what the purpose of Jesus coming, uh, there'd been no crucifixion, and, and they would have experienced the glory of God. And this is why the scriptures say, things never discovered are heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store <clears throat> for all of his lovers. And again, in the New King James, that, that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So as we experience God's love, the revelation and the imagination of, of the mind of Christ is, is just coming into us. But, but God now unveils, that curtain has been torn open, these profound, look at this word, realities. Realities. See, because we, we have been trained that the only real thing is what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. Uh, uh, these profound realities to us by the Spirit. So the realities are being given to us through the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through what? The Holy Spirit who constantly explores what? All things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit. 
the spirit of God. So the spirit of God reveals inside of our spirit. And that's, and that's what really connects the brothers and sisters, the children of God together is through the Holy Spirit working in us, which we're connected in the divine nature of God too. So continuing on uh, is that through, through verses 12 through 16, for we did not receive the spirit of this world system. Now that's important. That's the red line. We didn't, we did not receive the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God. Now here's a, so that, so that we might come to do what? Understand and experience what? All that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities, realities again, with the words, the words imparted to us by what? The spirit, the word of God reveals it through the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. That's why I like reading the word of God here. So this isn't my words. This is God's word, the double mouth word of God coming through the word of God speaking. Exactly. We join together spirit. Look at this. We join together spirit reveal, reveal. We can't get this with man's wisdom. It's got to be revealed through the Holy Spirit. We join together spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. Now it can't be clear. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit for they make no sense to them. And again, we know this because we've spoken to people where their heart is just closed. They can't hear the word of God. Uh, and, and again, but you never know when that word just penetrates through. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit. Uh, I was just speaking to a, a, a group of people uh, just, just uh, uh, yesterday. And, and the lady just went into tears uh, because she had never experienced someone loving her as much as what was going on with the words that being spoken to her. She just could not receive. No one has shown the grace and the love of God. Now, that wasn't me, is the word of God coming through. And so with that, it, it's just so important. We can't understand the revelations of the love of God, of the spirit, because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. And that's what this picture is showing here, the illumination of the word of God on this young lady's face, because it becomes alive and active. Those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things. And they're subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor. Well, guess what? Christ has, and look at this. We possess Christ's perceptions and mind. I'm going to take this last verse and put it into uh, the, the Amplified Classic. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsel and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? And here it is. But we, we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. That's big revelation. Now, this doesn't say that we have the brain. We have the mind, because the mind's in our soul, and it's our mind, it's those thoughts that we, that we want to line up 
with the word with the word of God, which is the spirit, the spirit and the word. And guess what that does in our soul and our emotions? It ties then to our body. So what we've been leading by is the body or the flesh with what we see, feel, hear, and the fear, and that enters into our emotions, and that impacts our health. So when we can understand the revelation here that we have the mind, the mind of Christ, the Messiah, we talked about in the past was the anointing, and, and we hold on to his heart that's living inside of us. That's such a big idea. Now, here's some scriptures that I want to move on into to, to, to just... Uh, when I got this years ago, it really impacted my life. And we opened up with no law, no sin, no judgment, no condemnation. So that was taken on the cross. The curse was taken on the cross. And, and so there is no law, no sin. There's no judgment, no condemnation, meaning it's been adjudicated, not guilty. So here it is. So we talked a little about the old temple system that was torn down uh, uh, in the year 70 AD uh, or, or 40 years after the, crucifixion, the crucif crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The old system of living under what? The law. And what did the law do? It said you're a sinner <laughs> and you're going to be judged. And it brought condemnation. They called it a, a guilt conscience. So the living under the law presented us with only a faint shadow, a crude outline of the reality of the wonderful blessings to come. Even with its steady stream of sacrifices on a regular offered year, year after year, there still was nothing that could make our hearts perfect before God. For if animal sacrifices could make our hearts perfect before God, for if animal sacrifices could once and all, for all eliminate sin, they would have ceased to be offered and the worshipers would have clean consciences. It didn't happen. Instead, once was not enough. So by the, the repetitive sacrifices year after year, the worshipers were continually, look at this, the wor worshipers were continually reminded of their sins. The law reminds us of our sin, the judgment and condemnation for their hearts were still impure. For what power does the blood of bulls and goats have to remove sin's guilt? All right, so here it goes. So when Jesus, the Messiah, came to the world, he said, since your ultimate desire was not another animal sacrifice, you have clothed me with a body. So spirit came with a body that I might offer myself Instead, multiple burn offerings and sin offerings can't satisfy your justice. It's only the crucified Christ that satisfies the justice to redeem mankind. So I, so I said to you, God, I will be the one to go and do your will, to fulfill all that is written of me to your word, in your word. First, he said, multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice, even though the law required them to be offered. So verse nine, then he said, God, I will be the one to go and do what? Your will. So by being the sacrifice that removes what? Sin, he abolishes animal sacrifices and replaces the entire system with the new covenant. So at the cross, with the, with the crucifixion, 
he removed it, but it wasn't really until 40 years later that the temple worshiped because it had been burned down. But the people were still under the systems of that law. And that's hard. Imagine for their church, the worship, sir, the religious doctrines for them to be taken away and burned. That's hard because what we've done is God has given us his new purification system and washed us clean. So by God's will, we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus, the Messiah. This gets rid of the religious performance system through the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the good news of our God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Yet everyday priests still serve ritually. So that was going on. That was going on. So, so everyday priests still serve ritually, offering the same sacrifice again and again, sacrifices that can never take away sin's guilt, acting in that performance. But when the priest had offered the one supreme sacrifice for sin for all time, and who's that priest? That's Jesus. He sat down on a throne at the right hand of God, waiting until all his whispering enemies had subdued and turned into his footstool. So all of that is below him. All of his enemies are our enemies, and they're below us. We are sitting in Christ on the, in the right hand of God on the throne. And by his one perfect sacrifice, look at this, he made us what? This is pretty perfectly holy. We're saints and complete. For how long? For all time, that green line. The Holy Spirit confirms this to us by his word, the scripture, for the Lord says, afterwards, I will give them the old covenant is gone. The old wine, we got the new one. We have the new covenant. I will abide. I will embed. I will embed my laws into their hearts and fasten my word into their thoughts, into the, the mind of Christ. And then he says, now this is, this is important. I will not ever ever, ever, ever again remember their sins and lawless deeds. So why are we bringing up our sins of the past if he's not going to remember them? So if he's looking at us and he'll never remember, why are we looking at other people that way too? Why don't we look through the same lens that, that God looks at us through the blood of Jesus at other people. So when we're looking at other people, we're looking through that lens of, 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 the, of the law of, 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 of good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, rather than through the tree of the blood of the tree of life that's been restored. So we need to see people restored. We need to see ourselves restored and redeemed and never remember our sins and lawless deeds again. So we can say that his ways are our, our ways and his thoughts are our thoughts. That's really important that we know that. So, so if our sins have been forgiven and forgotten, why would we ever need to offer another sacrifice for sin? It's our confidence before God. So and here we go. And here's a now. And now, what are we? We are brothers and sisters. Again, there's been a lot of our teaching. So now we are brothers and sisters in whose? 
So we're not orphans anymore. We're in God's family because of what? The blood of Jesus that was shed for the remission and total uh, washing of our sin. And he welcomes us to come right into the most holy. So we can enter in and he embraces us. He loves us into the most holy sanctuary in the, hev in the heavenly realm now boldly with no hesitation. For he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, let's enter in. And so we come closer to God and approach him out with that open heart wanting to receive, fully convinced by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. So if we have that mindset that we're still sinners, we can't enter into that holy of holies. If, we, if we're thinking his thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts, we don't get this, we can enter in with them. We have our father's DNA, the blood of Christ, living in us. We are sons and daughters. That same seed that was planted in, in Mary is the same seed, that same born again word that was planted in us when we're born again. That nothing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity. And we have been freed from an accusing conscience. And now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God, inside and out. No law, no sin, no judgment, no condemnation. We have been set free. So when we talked about this in the beginning, my thoughts about mercy and forgiveness are just like your thoughts, Lord, because I've been redeemed by your blood, and we have the mind of Christ with the Holy Spirit living in me and us, guiding us now. My ways and thoughts come from walking in the Spirit. My ways and thoughts are filled with the glory of God, which is higher than the heavens. And Carrie, as we've closed each of our sessions uh, with the, the, the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, because this is a common teaching here because we, we need to know our identity of who we are in Christ. We just declare that this believer's legal declarations and those that are watching, they can say it out loud. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to and in the family of God. I can enter into God's presence, how? Boldly now. I have been recreated into God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. 
I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. Amen and amen. Wow, Glenn, as, as we're going through this, you know, uh, what really stands out for me uh, is that this is so non-performance based, right? So, so what you've been teaching on as we've gone through this message is that once we understand who we are relative to who God created us to be, and we make the decision to accept that, there is no more performance standard. It is, it is, you are a child of the living God. And just like you're going through these uh, believers declaration of, of legal rights, it all ties into that, that very first graphic that we shared at the beginning of today's teaching about green line and red line living. And by the way, if, if you're interested, there's a couple of really good episodes early on in the kingdom living series that you probably want to appropriate that will really give you some serious background into this. But today, uh, as an offer, we want to have you have an opportunity to pick up uh, that graphic that really demonstrates for, for all of us that we were created to be on that green line. So, so, so even though uh, there was this challenge with the fall through the, the re through the resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are reconciled to that green line. And so if you'll look at the link here, uh, you'll be able to pull that down. It's a PDF. I suggest you maybe take it, print it out, put it someplace near you as a reminder. Uh, and, and maybe it's you put it in your prayer closet. Maybe you put it uh, next to your workspace. But however you do, it's important to stay in the Word of God. And Glenn, one of the things that I wanted to also uh, remind people, because as the audience keeps growing, they may not be aware uh, that uh, this is now episode number 60 of the uh, Kingdom Living uh, podcast series. So, so this uh, didn't just start yesterday, and there's a lot of great material. It's all available to you, viewer or listener, uh, right there, however you're accessing it. If, you, if you're on the YouTube channel, uh, The Repl Minute, you can find all of these materials there. Uh, you can find them if you like Facebook Watch, you can find them there. Uh, if you like podcasts, you can, you can get the... Uh, the Kingdom Living series by whatever podcast is convenient for you, whether it be Apple iTunes or the Amazon, uh, hey, hey Alexa kind of thing, or, or iHeartRadio or Spotify, we're there. Just look for The Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. And Glenn, I also want to remind people uh, that this book, uh, which is kind of foundational to this uh, fraud, what God has to say about tactics of the enemy, is a great, great way to take another step, because this is really, Glenn, a discipleship program. We talked about that quite a bit before, before we began today's teaching. Yeah, and, and Kerry, just to follow through with that, is, is that that's why we want to get these materials out to you, this green line, red line, and we're, we're, we want to make them available and, and the book and listen to the teachings, because we want to encourage you, because guess what? I get more out of this than you do. You're hearing this, but when you can take this same teaching, own it, and allow the Word of God to just speak through you. Guess what happens? It just becomes so real to you. And we just want to encourage people, use the book. Use it as a 40-day challenge uh, to, to read it uh, with, with, with someone that you may be uh, discipling or working with. 
uh, and just uh, a, a co-worker in the office because we really look at the workplace ministries, one of the most meaningful places to disciple others. And, and, and because you're getting to see them, uh, you know, uh, you know, more hours a week than, than we sometimes see our family. So uh, there's a great place to, to do this. And the other thing is do the same thing we've done here too. get a group of people together over through a webinar type of thing and, and do a book study and, and begin discipling people this way. Uh, yeah. We've got these tools now that are so important and people are hungry. Carrie, we're seeing this now, uh, which is just uh, thank you, Lord, to God be the glory that uh, as, as these teachings have gone out, uh, there's just been an amazing amount of people watching and listening. And, and we're seeing that uh, people are using the book. Uh, and and uh, doing webinars with it now too, and doing discipleship training. And so, uh, uh, but again, it's the word of God does not return void, and it's speaking that double uh, mouth word. So that's the important part that's happening here. <laughs> it's so good, Glenn. Yeah, and and I, I always like to bring that out that you know, kind kind of if you will, uh, as the head of. Uh, GA Repling Company, a big financial uh, services organization, you know, you make this part of, of, of really who, who that organization is. Uh, we, we often talk about uh, the, the tagline that we use a lot with the Repl Minute called Reach Your Purpose. And that's really uh, what this effort is about, is helping you understand and recognize who God has already created you to be and to allow you to walk in the, in the kingdom living victory uh, that, 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 that then therefore uh, benefits you with. And so, Glenn, uh, as we close today, I'm going to ask if you'll pray over everybody within the sound of this message, uh, and 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 uh, let's continue to seek the Lord in all of this. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Father. Your Your grace, Your mercy abounds. Uh, and Father, just as as Your Word does not return void, it it's there to meet Your purpose. Those loved ones that we mentioned that 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 your your sisters, your brothers and sisters, and and your children are, are praying for that they would hear your voice, Father. It does not return void. And there's those that may be going through some kind of sickness or illness. Uh, Father, we, we just pray that your word just penetrates uh, their, their mind, their souls, their heart. There's healing, there's forgiveness going on inside of them. And there's total restoration going on inside of their body now in the name of Jesus, because the blood of Jesus has been covered all of those. As he is, so are we in this world. And sickness and disease is not in him, and it doesn't belong in your brothers and sisters, your children. Father, we, we just thank you. We praise you for your word. We praise you. We thank you. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. Uh, and Father, just use us. May we be that shining light into this dark world. And may they see you living inside of each one of us. We thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Glenn. And thank you, viewer, for joining us on this episode of Kingdom Living. Uh, it's really a good one to uh, share. If this has uh, been impactful for you, make sure you share it with the people who are in your circle. Glory revealed. And we'll be back soon with the next edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Till then, God bless you.